You're unbelievable. No. Go, go. I wouldn't do that. No. No. What not to do? You're unbelievable. Hello, welcome back to the pod. I am Tristan. I am your spiritual bestie, your romantic failure, nutrition, and fitness uh, expert. I think I'm allowed to call myself that after five million years of doing that. Um, Mostly I'm just my children's mother. And I am here today with a very exciting new episode for you. It's kind of cool because how I met today's guest um, is how I'm meeting a lot of men these days, if you've been paying attention. But what I what I loved about this particular find is that I have been really into matchmakers lately, like following them on the gram and kind of hearing what they have to say and most of them, if not all of them that I've been following are female. And I don't know if it's just a a woman matchmaker thing, but when they're talking to you about how to attract these high level men, I mean, that's the whole angle. It's how to attract this type of man that you want to attract. And to me, it just feels like I know we're out here to to listen to experts to get advice on any particular topic. But the idea of kind of changing something about myself to attract a particular type of man gives me major ick. And I'm, I know I'm a romantic and I'm an idealist. I understand, but I like to believe that there is a, you know, a lid for every pot and all of my quirks and eccentricities Uh, The things that make me me, they're going to make sense to another person. So I understand like having this agenda of trying to attract like this high level male and you need to dress a certain way and act a certain way. And then, okay, then if your goal is to another one, another matchmaker, their, their goal or their niche or whatever is to find you a husband or something like attract your husband. And so their advice is wait 12 dates for this and don't move in until this. And it's all these hardcore rules. And my inner feminist is just screaming reading these rules because on one level, I get it. I understand it. I understand that maybe this is formulaic. And if you follow this, you're going to get what you want. But just as someone who's been through the marriage rodeo, at the end of the day, like it can't be about just achieving this goal of marriage or achieving this goal of finding a mate to have children and having this basically this like notch on your belt of accomplishment, something that you, you want to accomplish in your life. So you're going through these steps to get there. I, I just, something about it doesn't feel right to me. Uh, that was a bit of a tangent there, but with Gene and being a male, a male matchmaker, what I like about his approach is it doesn't, it doesn't necessarily feel like do X, Y, and Z to get A, B, and Z. It feels more like I'm going to find you the right match for you as particular or weird as your list may be. Uh, I'm going to work with you, with you, the client, to be receptive to the mate that I'm trying to find you. Uh, it just seemed like a different approach to me in speaking with him, and I really appreciated that. And I like having, obviously, a male's perspective on things because majority of the time I'm surrounded by other females. I'm a female myself, and it's just nice to get somebody else's point of view. Uh, so I hope that you will enjoy this interview. 
I had a I had a pretty crazy weekend in that my oldest daughter turned seven and my my children's father and I it seems to be that when it comes to holidays and um, birthdays and things of that nature that's when we get along the best because it's the one time when we're not faking it <laughs> to like make everything copacetic and have good vibes around each other and around the children and like you know just grinning and bearing it through our sometimes just horrible distaste for each other it's like we actually are sharing in the joy that our children are experiencing during that particular holiday or milestone so our daughter turning seven was a wild time for us because seven is like this weird age where it just feels old. I don't know how to, like, you. I know you guys was like 13, 14, 16, 18, 24 year olds. You're like, it's not old. It's still, it's, I, she's still a little girl. I'm not saying that, but it just feels like there's a shift. Like she's in first grade and there's a shift. And I also, I just had this, like, I don't know what's going on. It's the transits. I don't know what's going on with the planets, but the last like four days, I have been crying my ass off and just going through this kind of like emotional metamorphosis and really coming to terms with what the two years have looked like for myself, where I've been mentally, um, and just really coming to terms with there are certain things that I want to change and I need to change to get where I want to go um, and to be the type of mother that I want to be. And I think that through any of us that have gone through divorce or are going through divorce, um, there's a big crash that happens before the actual proceedings of the divorce begin. Before you actually say, right, I want a divorce, like a big something kind of happens. Um, or maybe a, a lot of big somethings kind of happen, as I say. And it dawned on me this weekend watching old videos of my daughter as a baby and as a toddler and all the special time that we had together that the last two years I've really just been in a completely different headspace I've been processing essentially a trauma that occurred in 2020 and 2021 <laughs> collectively and it's almost like I just had this moment this past weekend of realizing, like really understanding what has been going on the last, you know, three to four years of my life. So if you're on the same page as me, just know that you're not alone. And um, I think we're at a turning point here. I think once you kind of reach that place where you can look at yourself and see where you've fallen, where you've failed. Uh, that's like kind of the only time you can pick yourself back up and start making moves to change and correct a behavior that you don't like and that you don't see in yourself. And um, yeah, anyways, just wanted to share that with you and enjoy the interview. Jean is the Managing Director of Worldwide Client Relations for Valenti Matchmaking, the pioneers in traditional high-end matchmaking. Established in 1990 in Rancho Santa Fe, he has vast experience within the matchmaking industry with a career spanning over 20 years at Valenti, which is weird because, I mean, you're still a baby, Jean. Uh, <laughs> also single because we met on Hinge. Uh, yes. Hi, Jean. Welcome to the Hi. pod. How are you tonight? 
I'm doing great. Thank you. I appreciate you having me on and um, looking forward to this conversation and really enthusiastic to share whatever insight that I, I'm able to. So yeah, thank I'm you super again. excited. I'm like excited to pick your brain. As soon <laughs> as we matched and I saw a professional matchmaker and I'm like, okay, he's a male matchmaker, which I almost never see. And he's in my age bracket and he's like an attractive, physically fit guy. Like I have to know what he thinks about being on the apps and his personal experience with dating. And, you know, like through your mind's eye, I'm sure you just filter things differently. So I'm very excited to pick your brain. Yeah, definitely. I'm I'm certainly open to discussing, um, you know, the full range from you know great experiences all the way you know like filtering down to uh, you know the rougher moments as well. But right. um, yeah, definitely an open book. So happy okay, so to early, cover. Earlier, yeah. you texted me and you said that mm -hmm. we had like one hell of a week. I have yeah. to know what does that mean in the world of matchmaking. <laughs> um, you know, well, matchmaking is definitely an emotional industry, you know, as I'm sure you can readily understand. And, you know, clients come to you and they, a lot of clients, um, they really put their hopes and dreams into this. Um, we have, you know, some clients who are really busy with their lives and, you know, have big lives and a lot going on in terms of professional life, uh, hobbies, interests, family life, traveling. But then we also have other clients who just have less going on. Um, and they're really more fixated on this, on their search for that special someone. And, you know, for those sort of clients, um, it can be really, you, you know, it's just more challenging to deal with clients who are kind of hyper-focused on this. Because, because they're, they're up your ass all the time. They're like wanting to yeah. know where their match is. Yeah, you know, that's, that's definitely one, um, you know, one scenario. You know, another scenario is, you know, we provide them with matches and... Uh, for, you know, for one reason or other, um, things don't pan out and clients who, again, who are just really focused on this and very sensitive about this tend to um, deal with that more, they just take it more personally, you know, they think, oh, well, like, you know, what's wrong with me? Um, what am I doing wrong? And so, um, whereas, again, other clients who have those big lives and a lot going on, they tend to brush it off a little bit more quickly. It's like, okay, yeah, it didn't work out. Um, you know, whenever you have the next person lined up for me, great. Um, but but they don't ruminate it as, over it about you know as much. So um, so yeah, that's that's kind of the that in a nutshell. <laughs> Got you. I mean, you can't force lightning to strike. Are you just continuing mm -hmm. like having that conversation over and over again? Like when it's your turn, it will happen. Like we're, yeah. we'll just keep working it. We'll just keep working it. Yeah, definitely. Well, we, you know, definitely let the clients know that they're involved in the process and that their feedback, as much feedback as they're able to provide in as much detail, um, is really, really incredibly helpful for us. Um, it allows us to narrow down their search more effectively. And, um, you know, hope, the hope is each subsequent match comes closer to that ideal candidate for them. Um, but, you know, one thing that we like to say often, and it may seem a little cliche, but I think it definitely holds true. And you might have some, you know, your own personal insight into this and experience with this. But, you know, we like to tell our clients that, um, you know, when they're really struggling with this um, is that it just takes one. It just takes one, you know, that one person and that person could be right around the corner. 
So we just ask for them to be patient, but also, you know, realize that things can change um, in an instant. You know, if the right yeah. person becomes available and we make that match happen, that could be your person for the rest right. of your life. Everything you're saying right now is like what I say to myself as I rock mm -hmm. myself to sleep crying in the fetal position <laughs> every night. So. <laughs> oh, well, come on. I mean, I know you have a lot going for yourself, so I doubt you know, I doubt that's the case. No, but, but it doesn't really um, matter. It like, it's really like, I don't, I mean, these people that you work with, they're, mm -hmm. you know, these high end clientele that, you know, like they, they spend as much as a down payment on a home to work with you. Yeah, and like, yeah. the truth is, is like me, a little personal trainer, you know, like <laughs> I have the same, I have the same problems. I have the same mm -hmm. issues. It doesn't matter how good looking you are, how rich you yeah. are. It's like, it, you, you were all just looking for that one and you never know when that lightning is going to strike. And like, when you're going to meet, yeah that person yeah so. i mean you know one thing i'll say about that too tristan is that um I, I get what you're saying at the same time you know i think you and you and i might have already discussed this at some point but you know the clients that we work with as remarkable they are in every way in terms of worldliness professional accomplishments education life experiences um you know some of them are just really hindered when it comes to the ability to connect with someone to be open-hearted and um to be willing to accept and give love and um and and also just in terms of emotional intelligence and uh, the ability to connect just just really connect deeply and i think you know in the, the short time span that i've come to know you i think that's something that you you have in spades you know you definitely <laughs> Um, yeah, I'm not, I'm, I'm definitely emotionally intelligent. That's not something yeah, that yeah. I lack, but I still, what I'm trying to say is like, I still haven't found my person, yeah, yeah. you know, I like, get that. you yeah, can have everything yeah. going, you can have everything going on for you and still not find mm -hmm. your person. I mean, it's the same for you, right? Like yeah, yeah. you're still out there. You're still doing the thing. So yeah, my, yeah. my question is uh -huh. when you're on hinge or like, are yeah. you only on hinge or are you on other apps as well? I kind of dabble like hinge is probably um the one that i favor just because you know i like the process in the sense that um at its basic level you know the free level you just have a certain number of uh ability uh, opportunities to connect i think it's maybe like five or six and i really like that quality over quantity approach i i, I really dislike i think a lot of people are probably in this boat where they're just so over like mass swiping and just you know tr like trying to work a, a numbers game yeah. And so uh, I mean, actually, I'm not. I just totally lied to you. I like love oh, okay. the numbers game. <laughs> oh, you do? Okay. Oh, fair enough. Yeah, there's something for everybody. <laughs> I like I like being able to like like I know what I want, you know uh -huh. what I mean? And like yeah, yeah. I can I can <laughs> I can move through men really, really quickly through like the <laughs> series of so like I like to keep the line moving, you know, like let's keep yeah, the yeah. line moving. <laughs> okay. If there's only six Fair dudes enough. to choose from, I'm probably not gonna choose <laughs> any of them. Like <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I, I get that. It's just um at the same time, I know how overwhelming the apps can be for for ladies. Um, and I'm sure you're in that boat where when you get on one of those kind of swipey apps where I mean, you probably instantly get hundreds, thousands of matches. And it's like, um, there's probably some appeal to that too. It's like, oh, wow, great. All these people are interested in me. But then you look at the quality and you're like, oh, well, this might not be exactly what, what I'm looking for. Oh, well. yeah. No, out of like a hundred, <laughs> like if you go on Tinder, you'll get like yeah, yeah. a thousand matches or something. And there's like mm -hmm. two guys you're willing to talk right. to. Right, exactly. Yeah, you have to be willing to 
get down and dirty, do your due diligence, you know, <laughs> it's okay. time consuming, you know. When you're swiping through pro uh -huh. profiles, yeah, is it obviously picture first, like their bio second? Like, what are you specifically looking at? What do you find attractive on a bio? Yeah, good question. I mean, um, you know, I think that the apps are very looks forward, very, you know, like <laughs> they're just they're putting the photos in front of you initially. So I think that's important. I mean, if you look at someone and you think to them yourself, um, or I'll just put myself in, 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 you know, just give my, my own perspective. But if I see someone and think to myself, well, okay, you know, they're attractive, but not for me, then, then yeah, I might, you know, just, just kind of X that out. Um, I might take a deeper look if I'm not sure based on maybe the, the initial photo. Um, but I'll also definitely look over the information. I think um, one of the key things that I look for, and honestly, regardless of what's actually said, is the effort. You know, some people you can tell have made the effort to put together like a nicely curated profile. You know, it's like they were really thoughtful with their responses. And I think that sort of, um, it just conveys like a commitment to like, Oh, I, I'm serious about this to a certain point. It doesn't mean maybe they're like serious about finding their life partner. Maybe they're just serious about dating in general. But I just appreciate somebody who's willing to put more, put together more than just a, a one word answer or, you know, frankly, even like a, a kind of a, a like a bland one sentence. Oh, 100%. Answer. I'm, I'm yeah. right there with you. I'm right there with you. I cannot, yeah. I don't even yeah. swipe on a guy now if he hasn't. Mm -hmm filled out his shit because yeah like if you can't even take the time to fill in mm -hmm. your answers yeah how are yeah. like that is saying so much it is like it's the same mm -hmm. it's the same concept uh as um i, I heard from my ma male friends mm -hmm. that this yeah. happens a lot as well is that women mm -hmm. will put i've seen it on men's profiles but i think it's yeah. it happens more on females but they'll uh -huh. say like um, my friend forced me to be here or my mm -hmm. mom yeah, forced me yeah. to be here. It's like, you're not even <laughs> deciding to show up to do this. Why right, would I want right. to date you? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. That's, that's definitely a thing. There are certain, certainly, um, flags that you can pick up on pretty quickly. Um, and you know, that's with both, I think the visual, the photos, and as well as what's being said, but low, yeah, low effort is definitely something that I'm not a big fan of. Um, per, the person could be um, like stunning, but at the same time, if they're if it just doesn't seem like they're really interested in this um, and really invested um, time wise, energy wise, then that's yeah, that's definitely a concern. Okay, I know um, it was I know it was a while that you saw my profile. I think I'm yeah, still yeah. matched, but I would love uh -huh. your even if you gut me, I would love yeah, like your yeah. honest opinion of my profile because I specifically <laughs> crafted my profile with a with a with a particular goal. So I'm very curious to know your opinion of my profile. Um, you know, it like you said, it's been a while, so I, <laughs> I, I it's a little vague in my head. I think you did mention something about um, tall, fit. like gym focused, fit, um, health focused, um, which makes sense because those are in line with your values. I mean, not the tall part, but, <laughs> but, but the fitness and health, you know, like that's, that's in line. Um, and, and, you know, frankly, I, I don't remember the other. Fine, the other Dean, whatever. Prompts. I'm not memorable. <laughs> cool. 
Okay. Obviously you were, you know, you, you stood out enough for, you know, for me to reach out. So it made, made an impression. <laughs> so I've had profiles in the past. Like I've gone, I've uh -huh. been on, I've been on a journey, man. Okay. So like yeah, yeah. I've been single now since August, 2022. Uh -huh. And like, I, I started <clears throat> out with just kind of putting my feet out there and just being like, hi, I'm Tristan. I'm new here. Yeah. Like, I don't know what I'm doing, but hi. Right. Mm -hmm. Then yeah. I had more like serious intentions where uh -huh. my profiles were very serious. Like yes. I'm looking for this. I want someone spiritual. I want da da da. Mm -hmm. And it was very much like exactly who I am and what I'm looking for. Yeah. And very serious. Uh -huh. because I'm like, this is what <clears throat> I'll respond to. I'll respond to a man who's mm -hmm. saying exactly what he wants and is speaking from his yeah. heart and is being vulnerable. Mm -hmm. This yes. particular profile, like, I just kind of was like, I just want to be funny. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, I'm, I'm definitely just want to kind of see how many swipes yeah. I can get on Hinge. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, I think one thing that does come across um, and did come across in your profile and both from photographs and also dialogue, um, what you wrote down is it seemed like you had a pretty strong energy, um, strong character about you and uh, like a strong personality. And I think that came through pretty abundantly. <laughs> and I think that in itself is really effective because it turned out to be true. You do have a, a strong personality. And I think, it, you know, you for you, I would say from a professional and you know, from a personal perspective, because we've come to know each other a little bit. Yes. Um, you, you definitely need that. You need a gentleman who can can meet you at that and can can, can you know, is um, not not I, I don't I hesitate to even say put up with that, to, but, but someone who actually thrives on that, who really wants a strong personality and loves that and can appreciate that. And also, um, just kind of mesh with you in that sense. So he's he's going to have to have like a really strong character as well. Amen. Amen. Uh, I like, yeah, I totally yeah. agree with you. And mm -hmm. I think even though it was kind of this, the way that I put up this profile, I was just kind of thinking to myself, I just want to be the most me. Mm -hmm. Maybe it's yeah, not, yeah. maybe it's not like to the deepest layer of my, my mm -hmm. oniony self, but yeah. it's definitely, I want to showcase like who I am. And yeah, so, um, yeah. I really appreciate hearing that because I, my last podcast that I just did was with mm -hmm. my psychic, my actual, okay, my personal yeah. psychic. And okay. she, she had said, we talked about this, but she had said like online dating is not for everybody, but it mm -hmm. is for you. And yeah. the reason it is for you is because you have high standards, you mm -hmm. know what you want, and you're not going to like, just kind of take what you get. It's like, you can, mm -hmm. you can definitely decide what you want. It's not like just yeah. because somebody's yeah. coming to you, that's your only option. Like I'll, mm -hmm. I'll, I'll swipe right past somebody. I'll, if I match, somebody matches me, it's my only man that matches me on hinge for like mm -hmm. a week. Yeah. It doesn't mm -hmm. matter because if I don't yeah. like him, I don't like him. I don't think mm -hmm. a lot of people are that discerning you know? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I definitely think that um, when it comes to, to this, when it comes to finding the right person and, and more speaking to, to someone who's really relationship minded, marriage minded, um, you know, I just can't preach like patience enough. And I know it's, it's a bit cliche, but it's, it definitely holds true in the sense that, you know, would you rather be with someone just for the sake of being with them? Um, you, Tristan, could easily, you know, be in a relationship right now. You have a, like an abundant 
number of options. Um, you could date easily, you know, like you could probably fill your schedule as, as you know, you could top it off as much as possible, but that's not your goal. I could, and, but like, I'm so yeah. alone. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Well, I could, but I'm so alone. You know what? And here's the thing. Here's the funny part too, uh -huh. is like, yeah. And I know that you, I don't know if you speak to people who have or your clients have already mm -hmm. been through marriage, but I'm sure that mm -hmm. you could see the difference in somebody who's not been married and not had kids, mm -hmm. the way that yeah. they are looking at prospective mates compared to mm -hmm. somebody who's already been through that rodeo and is not looking mm -hmm. for a clown this time. They're willing to take yeah. their time. They're not trying to like, they don't have an agenda as I like to call it. Like their agenda mm -hmm. is no longer to be a wife or to be a husband. It's now mm -hmm. the agenda is, I want to find my person. Like, I don't even care yeah. what that looks like. I just want a genuine connection, you know? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I'd say um, the bulk of the clients that I work with um, have been through, you know, have been married, have had children. Um, and yeah, it, it's absolutely, I think you're, you're correct. Whether their experiences were positive or negative, I think that, um, you know, they just approach it with a different mindset versus somebody who hasn't been through that. Um, and it's, it's really helpful, you know, frankly, when someone has had substantial experiences, um, substantial relationships, marriage, um, especially it really gives us a good kind of guiding point when it comes to, um, what direction we're going to take their search in, um, when clients have had like phenomenal luck within their relationships, within their marriage or marriages, it's hugely helpful for us because, um, they've they already sort of have a template for what kind of works for them in a lot of ways. Um, but at the same time, people who've also had like phenomenal relationships or marriages, um, it can be a bit of a con too, in that they might have this idealized view of like what a relationship should be like. And it mm -hmm. might be a little like extra challenging or unrealistic, um, especially, and I, I know I'm maybe going off on a tangent here, but we have clients who have come to us and they're widowed and they were in amazing partnerships. You know, their marriages were exceptional and they literally, they have nothing ill to say about their, you know, their partner. And, um, you know, it's great in a lot of ways for us because we can pinpoint the qualities to really focus in on when it comes to, you know, that person making a connection. But, but at the same time, it's like, it's so hard though, too, because in their head, it's like their former partner was their soulmate, was their ideal person, and who's going to match up to that standard? I mean, is anybody? So it's so hard for the people that they're going to they're going to match up with upcoming because. But like, I think why? No matter what, why are widowers so hot? <laughs> it's like it's such a hot concept. Like your wife died, like your soulmate died. You, you, you had this like great love mm -hmm. of your life and now they're dead and I could potentially take their spot. And now you'll have that love for me. Like I am all oh. in on this fantasy. Let me tell yeah, you. Yeah. Yeah. That could be kind of dark too, but, but I am I'd dark. Say, okay. <laughs> well, um, I had a thought about that. Um, okay. Well, so do you, oh. okay, let me, oh. let me, I want to stop because I have a good question, but do oh, you, yeah, sure. Do you work with affluent men like in their 30s and 40s or is that like not the age bracket that you work in? Yeah, I mean, I'd say that the bulk of our clients are, um, you know, between like the early 40s to early 60s, like in that kind of 20 year span. 
but we definitely have clients who are younger and older as well. But that's sort of the, the sweet spot. I'd say the majority of our clients fall into that. Okay. You know, so for the clients that are mm -hmm. um, in their 30, late 30s, early 40s, mm -hmm. what yeah. specific qualities are they looking for in their female partner? So you're talking about male clients yes, who male are in clients. their 30s, 40s. What are they looking for? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, you know, it, it probably won't come as a huge shock, but typically um, they are, they, they want the whole package. They want, you know, somebody who's substantial um, from, you know, uh, uh, like family minded, um, you know, diverse range of hobbies, interests, activities, um, dynamic. But at the end of the day, too, they want that in a aesthetically pleasing package, you know, gentlemen who are in that range. Um, they, they haven't accepted that looks aren't everything. And so it's a little bit more, um, you know, looks forward, I'd say, for this, the, you know, gentlemen in that category. Will they um, overlook like a certain level of education um, because of how attractive a woman is? Or it's like they have to check all these boxes plus be like that attractive? It, it depends. It really depends on the client. Um, we have the whole range from the, you know, younger gentleman who's looking for, he, you know, he might be brilliant, extremely well-educated, um, well-traveled and worldly and sophisticated and cultured. He may want somebody who meets him at all those levels. Maybe he comes from a prominent family as well. And he wants to meet someone who can mesh well with that, his lifestyle, who has the class, the etiquette, um, is polished, stylish. Um, and then he'll still want that probably in a physically attractive package as well. But then on the other end of the spectrum, um, we have gentlemen who are willing to sacrifice other qualities like, you know, um, well, she doesn't need to be super well-educated, formally educated, doesn't need to have a, um, you know, robust career um, or, you know, wealthy, you know, doesn't have to have as much as I do. Um, her life experiences don't have to be as extraordinary. So we definitely have gentlemen who fall in that range where they're willing to sacrifice some of those qualities for the sake of um, attractiveness. But I think one of the common denominators, regardless of where he lies on that, on that range, is that relationship readiness still needs to be there. And that's, that's sort of what we specialize in anyways, is clients who are at a certain level in life who are really ready for this, ready for the real thing. How do you so, find the women? Um, they come to us exactly the same way as our gentlemen. So they'll find us via, you know, online. They'll come across our website, our social media. Um, they will um, be referred to us by family. We, we get a lot of referrals via family, friends. So, um, so they, yeah, they come to us exactly the same way as, a, as our gentlemen. So but, you're just matching really. clients with clients, essentially. Correct. It, exactly. It's, it's oh. just, yeah, everybody who comes to us and is matched, um, they go through the same process where they're vetted. Um, they go through a, a profiling process and um, they have to qualify for, for our service. So, um, and it's a twofold process where we determine if they, the person, the candidate based off of their background, lifestyle, interests, professional life, um, they are the ideal candidate for us. 
but we also take a really careful look over their criteria um, to determine if what they're looking for is realistic because we, we've certainly had uh, potential clients come to us who are amazing on all levels. On paper, they look incredible, um, but what they're looking for is just not realistic for us. And it could be any combination of their criteria. So in situations like that, you know, it's, they're, they're still not a good fit for our process. Got you. So, Got you. Okay. Yeah, so yeah. that's really interesting because a lot of um, match, matchmakers that I mm -hmm. follow, yeah, they like has, have a specific client and then they're mm -hmm. on the search for people. And usually they're searching for them on the apps themselves. Like that's how they're oh, finding women okay. for the yeah, men. Yeah. 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 We've, we've actually never done that sort of, um, I don't even know what you call that recruiting, I guess. Yes. Um, it's something we've never considered. I've been asked that, you know, in my, in just throughout the years, uh, you know, people have asked, Oh, like, are you here as a representative for your company? And, you know, universally I'll say no. Um, but, uh, that's not really our style. Um, you know, we, you know, our, our process is one where I think our gentlemen really appreciate that the ladies go through the same steps they sign a contract with us. They're equally gotcha. invested. Gotcha. Um, they're we, we got it. Yeah. Yeah. We got yeah, it. Yeah. Okay. So um, I want to know, do you mm -hmm. think that being a matchmaker and being your position, I mean, you, it, your bio says you've been doing this for 20 freaking mm -hmm. years, but yeah, yeah. like, where are you and how does your job and your experience like affect your process in finding love? Because you haven't found your person yet. <laughs> um, yeah, correct. Uh, definitely. I'd say that, I've definitely had the benefit of learning from, you know, a vast um, range of client experiences. Um, so uh, it's it's really interesting having, you know, just being privy to, you know, how people behave when they go on dates. And in the case of our clients, they're, they're you know, phenomenal people in every way. And still they, you know, they, they, they goof up. They, you know, they make these, you know, kind of funny mistakes sometimes. Um, so I've, I feel like I've really benefited from that learning from that process, uh, kind of peripherally. Give me and an then, example of a, like a date you've been on where the woman like fucks up and you're like, oh, I can't, I cannot see this person again because of this behavior. Um, you know, let me think about that for a moment. Okay. We'll wait. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, I, I you know, I, I what I'll, I'll preface this by saying that. I feel like I've been pretty blessed in my dating experiences over the many years. And, um, you, you know, my long relationships have all been with phenomenal ladies. They've been really, you know, great ladies that I admire. And when it comes to dating and kind of negative experiences, I could probably count on one hand the number of like truly negative experiences that I've had. Um, yeah, but it, kind of... it doesn't even need to be like earth shattering negative experience. It could just be yeah. like, like, for example, I've been on a date with somebody uh -huh. and he was a very, very attractive man. Yeah. Um, he checked, he checked all my boxes, right? Like mm -hmm. he had a good yeah. personality. There was definitely chemistry, but he chewed with his mouth open. And I like mm -hmm. couldn't get past that because I was like, how does a man get, and he was older. So he was like 48 uh, and I'm like, how okay. does a man get to 48 mm -hmm. years old being, I mean, like getting to this place in his life and mm -hmm. nobody has said, Hey, like, including his ex-wife, like you, you can't <laughs> chew with your mouth open, man. Like, yeah, what? yeah. Well, it's possible that 
it, it just sort of his wife being okay with it probably just like made it okay you know it sort of perpetuated that behavior and like oh well my wife didn't mind so why is it a big deal to you you know um which you know isn't <laughs> obviously isn't isn't a great you know way to to kind of you know um conduct yourself i mean but... I, I still hooked up with him but like it was okay. <laughs> <laughs> but that's what i'm talking about what like have you, have you ever been on a date you're just like turned off by something that they do and it's like a deal breaker yeah yeah so i have a couple examples one is actually somewhat similar to yours where um it might have been and this was years ago but it was probably you know maybe three or four dates in and you know there wasn't this intense you know spark or chemistry i think or compatibility but still interesting and nice enough to to get to that point to you know to several dates in and we went to this um event and uh, i remember they were you know serving the food the food was being catered and um you know the food was brought to our table and um just her eating habits you know just like kind of digging with her hands on it with food that wasn't necessarily finger food you know <laughs> like that that was you know and, or using a combination of like spoon or fork and hand you know like that combo and kind of shoveling it in the mouth oh wow um, oh wow yeah 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 so it was and and to be fair like other people probably would not be bugged by that but for me it kind of bugged me because I think I'm probably just a, more of a formal person and I think like I have pretty good etiquette so um and manners so I think it kind of bugged me a little bit I I kind of just kept on doing my thing you know just <laughs> more proper um and then she kind of picked up on that and did the same thing but it was yeah it was a little it was just like maybe a little off-putting um, it wasn't, it wasn't a deal killer though. I mean, I think for the right person, like that, that can be figured out. Right. Like, it's not going to, it's not going to That's a great her. one though. That's a, okay. Like give me, but like, but you still continue to date her after that third date or like you already knew it was over then, but you kind of didn't have any other like pots cooking at the time. <laughs> like what? It, it, it simmered down a little bit. I mean, again, it, it was already, I think there was some like personality incompatibility already, um, just yeah yeah the energy just didn't match up for long term so it didn't go much farther than that further than that um but um but still you know nice person very nice person yeah you know, yeah in, yeah in, in okay. Every way. <laughs> <laughs> okay give me another one um okay so another one that was probably a little bit more blatant and would just be a deal breaker is i remember going on a date um to a it was like a wine bar and so we both showed up there and, um, you know, we both ordered and then I, it was, it was one a place where you just kind of pay up front. So I offered to pay and she was like vehemently opposed to it. She was like, no, 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 I'll, I'll get my own. Um, and it's like, okay, that's, you know, like totally, that's fine. I'm not going to, um, you know, like strong arm you. And, but I think that was already like a sign of things to come because in conversation in, coming to know her or trying to come to know her, just her, her walls were up like big time, you know, like very, very cynical, very negative. What number just, date was this? Um, oh, it was a first date. Okay, did you ask her out again? No, no, did, I mean, we, <laughs> at the end of the date, it was like, we did that sort of normal, like, oh, well, like, let's stay in touch. But I don't think either of us have. Yeah, I think, I, think touch, already, you know? I think she had already decided it was a no. 
And she just yeah. was like sitting through the date. You know what I mean? Like that's why she well, was acting like that. Well, her situation more specifically is I, I think she had been through a really rough experience in her last relationship and she was probably dating too early. Um, she just, I think she just came from like an ex um, experience that was really kind of traumatic and, and it turned her into a very skeptical person, you know, like, what's your intent? Like, why, like, why would you say that? Why would you do that? Um, and just in, in, in the little bit that I came to know her, I think it was just really obvious that she probably wasn't ready to date. Like did you have, did you have like a phone conversation with her or a couple before you actually went on the first date? I forget, you know, this one was quite some time ago. It was probably like eight or 10 years ago. So um, I, I forget. I don't, I don't think so, but yeah. So that's not really... your standard modus operandi is to have a phone conversation before you go on a first date? It really depends. I think that intuitively you kind of figure it out. I don't know if you have a set process. Oh, hell yeah, I do. You do? I, I, yeah, I don't. I, 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 will, I will kind of play it by feel kind of let my gut guide me in, you know, what direction I think makes most sense. Um, some people, um, you know, I dated someone more recently where the banter was was phenomenal, like right from the start, I think we just kind of got each other and like the humor was there, um, you know, just there, you know, you just connected and, and it was pretty instant. We still ended up talking before we went out on a date and the, and the conversation was equally like really stimulating and just, we connected really well. Um, but I'd say even without having that conversation, like I could have probably told you like, yeah, this, this date's going to go really well. Um, so sometimes it's just so apparent, even just through messaging that like you're going to connect and at the very least have a good time together, a great time together, even if they're not your person. Um, and then there are definitely times where you're like, mm, you know, like I am, you know, like I'm going to put my time and energy into going to see you. But I, yeah, like I want to do a little due diligence, come to know you a little better and also give you an opportunity to come to know me too. Cause, because maybe there's something about me that, you know, rubs you the wrong way or just isn't the right fit. So um, more often than not, I will have a conversation if they want to do a FaceTime, that's totally fine as well. But I don't think it's essential. I, I, I think it's just, I kind of, like, kind of depending on the situation. I a hundred percent disagree with you. Like, I think, well, I, I think you could yeah. tell so much in a phone conversation. I will, I don't even, I will never meet anybody without a phone conversation. Yeah. 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 And I totally respect that too. I think it's safer to have that conversation. Um, but I am sort of a take a leap of faith type of guy too. I mean, I've, how's that I, working out for you? No, just kidding. <laughs> it, it's worked out pretty good in the past, actually, believe it or not. Like I can think of at least two longer relationships and by longer, I mean like at least over a year where like one was just an exchange of a few messages, like um, just, just like via hinge. And, and then the next day we had a date and then we hit it off and we dated for like a year and eight months. And that's you know, amazing. Had a, had a, yeah. Had a really great relationship actually. And I have then, a girlfriend that like hates, huh? I have a girlfriend that hates talking on the mm -hmm. phone with men beforehand yeah. Yeah. and she doesn't, mm -hmm. she'll, she'll text them, but she doesn't like talking to them on the phone. Mm -hmm. And yeah, I'm yeah. always, I'm always just like baffled. I'm like, I do not know how you do that. So the woman that you were speaking about mm -hmm. earlier that you had yeah. the good banter with and the good chemistry, did huh? that completely translate first date? Like it was on like Donkey Kong? Like, yeah, 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 definitely. I mean, I think pretty much from the get go like just it, it, like the banter just kind of was there in person 
and really they're you know just felt very comfortable banter doesn't lie like banter does not lie mm -hmm. you either if you connect with that person and like it's going back and forth and it's flying even Mm -hmm. if they don't turn out to be your person or a relationship or boyfriend Mm -hmm. girlfriend or whatever you still are gonna have a good time on that date like you gotta trust that flow yeah definitely i think for me and i you know i'm not sure how it is for you tristan but for me i i it's pretty rare for me to have like a exceptional banter with someone right from the get-go and i think part of it is um probably just personality factors and then another part is that people are diluting their attention too you know it's like well i have the and you know however many like oh well i'm balancing these five people or these 10 people or who who knows how many hundred people so i i'm trying to you know allocate attention to to all of them so i think that you know like some of the conversation some of the quality and the banter gets diluted because of that too, because of the numbers thing. <laughs> yeah, definitely. I think like everybody that I've ever been in a relationship with that mm-hmm. I've met off, off the apps, it's yeah. been like from the beginning, like just very witty conversation. Mm-hmm. Like I think that's yeah, kind of yeah. part of my turn ons or something is like that mm-hmm. connection yeah. with somebody in the wit mm-hmm. and like the quick yeah. thinking and the making mm-hmm. me laugh. Like that's like a big yep. thing for me. Yeah, yeah, I totally get that. I think that that's there definitely exists in the ideal situation. But another example that I, you know, I'll share with you yeah. is, um, and this was a longer time ago, maybe ten plus years ago. Um, I think when eHarmony was more more out there and um, just you know being utilized more. So I I, I met someone um, on that website, and I remember. The information on the profile was pretty limited, no photograph. And I just had this gut feeling. I'm, I thought to myself, you know what? I just have a feeling like I'm going to be drawn to this person um, from their brief description. I don't really care about the photograph. Um, I was a little bit more like daring back then, though, too, I think. <laughs> um, and we met up and, you know, we dated for over a year. And um, what, did you know, the, uh, what did the bio say that made you like go ask a woman out that didn't even have a photo? Yeah, she, I mean, she kind of described her appearance a little bit. And then um, I think it was obvious that she valued family, health, being active. Um, You know, this particular person was uh, in the Marine Corps. So I really appreciated that, you know, her service to her country. I really admired that. So that was a plus. Um, So, uh, you know, just some basic things. Logistics was also a plus because this person lived really close to me. (laughs) Um, So that was just a bonus. But even if not, even if that was not a, you know, like favorable, then I think we would have still dated long term. Um, But yeah, so that's another I I mean, I think in some situations and again, you might disagree, but I think it's kind of interesting to take a a leap of faith. You know, I've definitely done that on numerous occasions. And I think more often than not, I've been like pleasantly um, I wouldn't even say surprised. I've just been happy with the outcome. (laughs) Yeah, I think to online date at all. Like mm-hmm. to online date at all, you have to be yeah. an optimist, <laughs> like to be mm-hmm. successful anyway. You have to be an optimist. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You have to have hope. Um, mm-hmm. But I'm at a place right now where I trust my gut. I trust my intuition. Mm-hmm. And I feel like yeah. I know myself so well that like I know within like a couple messages of somebody 
a meet like if they're not my guy like I just know yeah, and I'm like yeah. I'm moving on like I don't mm-hmm. even need to waste my time or have hope in this that I'll meet them and then suddenly I'll have feelings it's like no I feel like I know myself well enough to kind of just know what I like and know what I'm going to respond to in person and yeah when I yeah. finally do actually go on a date with somebody because it mm-hmm. takes me a while to get to that not when I'm fir- mm-hmm. when I'm not from the start of like talking to a person to getting to the date if I'm going to talk yeah. to you you ask me out I say yes I'll go on the date but mm-hmm. For me to actually meet somebody that I just do even that three day, five day process with, it takes Uh me a long time. It's like, it's like Uh a lot of swipes to get to that one Uh guy. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Yeah. But I, I I'm, I, I did have a, a a question for you. Sure. I was curious, like, um, if you had to tell, tell women like Mm -hmm. what not to do, because that is the name of the (laughs) podcast, but like (laughs) what not to do on their profiles. What are like some of your key tips as, as a matchmaker, but also just as a single man that's out there doing the swiping? Um, I mean, I think one, um, something that I would encourage is based off of what you and I talked about earlier in the podcast, which is make an effort, you know, like if you're, well, if you're serious about this, like if you're just kind of casually out there and like putting your, yourself out there just to dip your toes in the water, you know, whatever. But if you're really looking for someone special, if you're looking to date um, and, and, you know, ho- hopefully successfully and meet the love of your life, then, you know, have your actions, have your, um, uh, have the effort match up with that. So, you know, make the effort, um, put some time into how you respond, like fill out your profile more thoroughly. And obviously that's from my perspective, because I'm sure there, there are guys out there who will just swipe on any, anybody who has a, a relatively attractive photo. Um, what are your but... view? What's your view on bikini pics? Like, do you think mm-hmm. it, cause I was, I've never put a bikini pic on my yeah, profile yeah. until uh-huh. this hinge profile. <laughs> Okay. Yeah. And yeah. I and I was like experimenting because I don't like to I for the longest time I didn't like to lead with my body because mm-hmm. my body, while I do spend a lot of time on it, I don't think yeah, it's yeah. like the sexiest thing about me. I actually think like mm-hmm. this sounds so egotistical, but I'm like, my <laughs> sense of humor is the best thing about me. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, but like do you think it's thirsty or do you think it's good to see a woman's body? Like, do you think it's like good to see confident women in their bikinis? Or do you think mm-hmm. it's better to kind of maybe show yourself in athletic wear so you can see your body, but it's not like high, like I'm trying to be sexy? Like, what's your view on that? Um, I think, you know, like tastefully done, it, it's it's totally fine. I mean, um, I think, you know, on a profile where you might have six photos, which I think what is is what hinge their kind of guidelines are. Um, I think if one of those photos is a, you know, bikini photo, I think it's totally fine. I never equate that to thirst. Now, if someone's like just in a bikini for all their photos, then that, you know, like that could tell you something. But even then I wouldn't jump to conclusions. I mean, the it, it just might reflect their lifestyle. Like someone could just be very beachy. They could be at the beach every day and they could love the water. So I still wouldn't judge based off of that. I think it's totally acceptable. I think it, I think it is good. Um, and, you know, again, some people might, might disagree, but I, well, I don't know if many people would actually disagree. I think you like, regardless, it's important to have at least one full length photograph. Um, I know, you know, like we, you, you and I, you know, like we've all seen 
you know, profiles where it's just a bunch of headshots. Right. Um, I, I think, and, and it's maybe not even for the reason that that seems apparent, which is, you know, like, what is their figure like? Do I find them attractive? Um, but it could be, it gives you a greater sense of, you know, their style. It can give no, you a I think it has everything of... to do with saying that I'm willing to be transparent. Like, I think, yeah, if, yeah. I think if you are only showing headshots in your profile, mm -hmm. you're like, you're admitting that you conceal. You know what yeah, I mean? And it's yeah. like, if you're mm -hmm. willing to hide your body, which the mm -hmm. person is going to see your body if you actually get mm -hmm. to a date, which is the goal, yeah. like yeah. just put it out there <laughs> so they know what they're dealing with. I mean, I, I don't understand why people lie about this. Like, mm -hmm. I mean, it, there's ways to turn your body and do certain things where you can yeah, look yeah. very attractive without lying mm -hmm. in the photo, yeah. but just show yeah. your body in like a very attractive way. Like, just don't yeah. be afraid to do it because again, you're going to show up to this date and guess what? Mm -hmm. You're not going to get a second date if you lied or you hid yourself and they show up and yeah. it's like a shock. Yeah. And, and again, it could just be uh, versus the, the actual, like, you know, your figure, it could be other, other, you know, like other aspects as well. Like maybe you, you project like being ultra conservative or um, I don't, you know, like project, you can, project like how energetic you are through you know like photos but not really through a head and like a head and shoulder photo um like there's other qualities i think that really come through in photographs and that you just can't capture in a head and head and shoulder type of shot so um but and then like you said like the the transparency aspect i think that's huge um absolutely like 100 percent. do you think in our the world we're in now okay like mm -hmm. based on your own dating experience do yeah. you think that there's like a certain, this is, I'm going so left right now because we're running out sure. of time, but I I, no, wanna, no, okay. I really want to pick your brain. I don't want to take up sure. too much of your time. Okay. Do you think that there's like a certain number of dates? Like mm -hmm. even you can say, I recommend this for my client or like this is the expectation, yeah. but I also am curious to know the expectation in your own dating life as well. Yeah. A certain number of dates before you think you should get physical. Yeah. Good question. Um, I, I think it's all case by case. I think that um, just like having hard, fast rules, I think it kind of does you a little bit of a disservice because if you have an amazing connection with someone and that person has been really transparent through the course of a long first date and you're excited about them and you kind of want to feel that out, I mean, it's fine. Like if you want to kiss that person, great, like go for it. Um, I don't think you should have hard, fast rules as far as, oh, well, I, you know, I'm going to wait at least three dates before I kiss anybody. It's I mean, fine. you're talking Everybody's... about kissing. I'm talking about sex. Yeah. Well, yeah. And, and kind of, I think the same sort of applies with sex as really? well. Okay. Um, well, you know, I wouldn't <laughs> say, I mean, you want to probably, um, investigate a little bit further. You probably want to go deeper and, um, you probably want to, feel more confident that you're gonna that there is a you know a strong connection um before committing to sex versus um kissing but um you know i know for um you know like i have friends who have absolutely had you know sex with someone on their first date and they've they've had long relationships so to put again a rule on that like oh you should never do that i think um, you can, I, I, I wouldn't say you can miss out on opportunity because if that connection's so amazing, then whether you have sex on the first date or wait until a few dates later, then, uh, you know, it probably, it's probably a moot point. 
Um, I, I, I don't know how you are, but like, I mm-hmm. think if I don't, not that I will have sex with somebody mm-hmm. after the second yeah. date, that's yeah. sort of, but I think if I don't want to have sex with you after the second date, like I'm not interested in that. I'm not thinking yeah, about I get that. What you're saying. Then, mm-hmm. then you're not my guy. Yeah. But definitely. I think, I think also too, like, but like, is it, it's different for men though, right? Like, you know, right away, if you want to sleep with somebody. Um, I think, you know, right away, like, I think more likely from like a physical standpoint, you know, if it's even realistic, like if I think you have a sense of like, I would sleep with this person or I probably never would like you, like probability wise, I think you kind of assess and that, that, you know, that, that gauge will kind of go up and down depending on what you learn about the person. Like you might be in front of a, you know, remarkably attractive lady. And then the more you get to know them through the course of the, you maybe just the first hour in coming to know them, you might decide, you know what? I, I don't even think I want to like continue this conversation, you know? She's super hot. She has legs for days, but mm-hmm. then she goes to use a fork and a spoon at the same time to shovel food <laughs> into her gullet and you're done. You're out. <laughs> maybe, maybe that it probably have to, you know, it'd probably be something more drastic, but, um, but you know, again, that can go in the other direction as well. Someone might really surprise you with, um, and, and some of it might come down to that banter, that playfulness, that flirtiness, uh, to where you're like, oh, wow, like, you like you de- you definitely are more attractive to me I'm, i mean i think we've all been in that situation where we've been pleasantly surprised um through the course of coming to know someone and they absolutely become more attractive and literally everybody i've like ever slept with it's like uh-huh. i was pleasantly surprised that i wanted to sleep with them <laughs> yeah they're not the person you want to where like you want to jump their bones right away it's no like other, no guy. it's like it's, it's never i've never ever been like that it's always <laughs> like i'm like a i'm a slow burn kind of girl yeah yeah, yeah. um like like um, it's obnoxious to my friends because they're just like how why why like why are you like not hooking up you know um but i think i think we all like we all have different switches and my switch is just like in my brain you know like it takes me a while yeah well what i'll say about that too tristan is i think that when in doubt like i wouldn't say even when in doubt but i think that deciding to take it slow is all is just the safest bet like uh, when it comes down to it because i don't think it's going to sabotage something that where you know like if you could have slept with each other on the first date and it and it had that potential to turn into something really great like an amazing relationship waiting longer is probably not gonna like you're not gonna probably lose out on your chance i mean i don't know i don't know I don't know. I think if you're, if you're gonna sleep with somebody on the first Uh date, you need to tell yourself, I am okay. If I never see this person. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, With like releasing it. And you need to always, always think about your emotional health and well-being over everything else. Right. I think in general, well, well said. Right. And then no, like, I think the smartest thing you can do, not that I, always do this by Uh by a long shot, but I think the smartest move for me personally Uh is like, no sex before monogamy. Like, make sure yeah, you're the sure. only person. And it's just kind of also like a safety thing at this yeah, point, too, right? Exactly. Yes. Yes. No. I that that I I you know d- definitely agree with. I mean, anybody that I've become physically you know like physical with earlier on, it's with kind of that mindset. That, like, I I I'm pretty sure I want to take this to the next level with this person. So, and then usually after that, the dialogue would come, well, like, you know, let's, let's focus on this. Let's, you know, like, let's get tested, you know, like all that sort of thing. So, 
Um, yeah. So you're totally cool with like getting tested before you're so, because this is, I came kind of back mm -hmm. into the dating scene yeah, and yeah. I, I realized that like getting tested before uh -huh. you sleep with, I didn't know this right yeah, away, yeah. unfortunately, but uh -huh. like getting tested before you sleep with someone having that conversation mm -hmm. is totally cool now. Yeah. Yeah. It's, a, it's widely, it's accepted. It's kind of a given. Um, people will come, come out with it pretty much right away sometimes where, and then <laughs> in those situations, it's like, they're making it clear, like, yeah, like I want to sleep with you. So just so you know, like here, like here, like here are my tests, you know? So, um, it's kind yeah, of hot. Like it's totally hot. Yeah. If yeah, like, I yeah. liked a guy and I was like, Hey, I'm interested in you. Like, would you mind getting mm -hmm. tested? And yeah, he's yeah. like, yes. I'm like, mm -hmm. that, that's so attractive to me. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I mean, it, yeah, it just comes down to like, again, transparency and, um, integrity, you know, like there, you can, uh, you, you can assess like certain qualities just based on how people respond to, you know, like the, the sorts of situations. Yeah. Like, and like, see if they're kind of in it to win it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Like, are you serious about this? Is it? Yeah. Like definitely like, yeah. Anyways. Yeah. When it's really not even, are you serious about having a relationship with me? It's just like, mm -hmm. are you serious about having sex with me? Which is enough. Yeah. It's like enough yeah, at that yeah. point. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Any final thoughts before we close tonight? Um, you know, I, I think one thing that just really, um comes to mind i think from a personal standpoint but also i think it's just people who are really in this to in the dating world to find someone special i would just preach like patience you know just like be willing to be with yourself be willing to be with your family friends and not have romance in your life um to wait for the right person to come by because it's, you know, like in this day and age, like we have so many options out there. Dating apps have made it so easy for us to connect, for us to find dates and to be with someone because we, you know, like we don't want to be lonely maybe. Um, but, you know, just respect yourself enough to have the patience to wait for someone really great to come along. And, um, you know, that again, that's the approach that I've taken. And, you know, like you just, just fill your, your life with other other things other like adventures, exactly and i want to tell the listeners yeah. like something that i always say i say it to myself i say yeah, it yeah. to you but like mm -hmm. i if you hear something three times it's god talking to you or the universe <laughs> talking to you whatever your belief system mm -hmm. is yeah, yeah and now if you've been listening to this podcast you've mm -hmm. heard you've heard what gene just said right you've heard him just say to be patient and don't settle and your person is coming right and like mm -hmm. don't just take the first kind of thing that kind of matches up with you realize that like it's okay to wait for that fit for that thing that feels completely right and i've said it my now kristen the psychic said it now gene a professional <laughs> matchmaker for these billionaires has said it so just know that like we're all having the same problems we're all waiting and like it's coming it's going to happen yeah, I mean, on the flip side of that um, as well, Tristan, and this is this could probably be like a separate podcast, but I would also caution against um, the like kind of the dreaded like the grass is greener sort of mindset where you meet someone, you connect, and have a great dynamic with someone, and there's that long term potential, and then you decide to yourself, well, like, oh, if I can attract this quality of person then surely I can attract someone even better. I and really so, think, honestly, Jean, I'm going to be uh, straight up. I mean, I, yeah, yeah. I know, I know hundreds of women. Um, uh -huh. So I think that's a fallacy. And oh, I think, think so. uh, yes. And I think maybe men do that 
but, okay. but women women do uh-huh. not think that way they just hmm. don't like okay the way that the our, our, our attachment center is set up in our brains our, we, mm-hmm. it, we don't think gra- we don't really have grass is greener mentality when you're uh. when you finally find a match because you're grateful mm-hmm. to have found that match now mm-hmm. if you're in a relationship and you're past yeah. that three-year mark mm-hmm. and the man that you're with has stopped dating you Yes. Or having or has stopped fucking you, then mm-hmm. you're going to be like, hmm, what yeah, else is out yeah. there? Yeah, but good point, the swiping right? on the app thing where you think uh-huh. like the next the next person that you if I match with this guy, he's great, then the next guy I'm gonna match mm-hmm. with is gonna be a nine, the next guy is gonna yeah. be a ten. Like yeah. women don't really think like that. Okay, well, in that case, I direct that message to the men who live, the male who are listening listeners. to your podcast. The yeah. male listeners, get yeah, your shit together. So, okay, yeah, right, exactly. Get some perspective. <laughs> and realize when you have something amazing in front of you and appreciate that. Yeah. Women yeah. are very discerning. Like it will, they'll mm-hmm. break it into 5 million pieces. We're super, <laughs> an, we're super analytical. We have 97 tabs open in our brain at all times. So it's like, if we're really going to let someone go, we thought long and hard about that. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. And from my experience too, I think women do a better job. I, I don't know if I'd say a better job, but just women tend to brainstorm more within their social circles. So I think they have more perspectives. I I don't know if guys oftentimes get that deep and have those sorts of conversations with their guy friends. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think there's that as well. So you're like, so uh, right. You're so right. Cause I have an yeah. entire, if I'm, if I go on a date with somebody mm-hmm. or I'm crafting a text message to somebody, yeah, I can have like yeah. three or four people weigh in like that. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. So I think that can be really helpful so long as, again, these people who are giving you input, these friends truly know you, you know, um, as well as possible and have your best best interests at heart and, um, you know, just have like uh, their heads on straight. So totally. Gene, can I, I'll be real with you. Okay. I'm real with you. In closing, let me say this. I'm not even kidding. Okay. You can you can bounce any anything off me. I'll be your sure. girlfriend, and you, <laughs> and I will help you mm-hmm. <laughs> decide yeah, okay. if this woman is worth your time or if you need to move on. I, will I be appreciate your friend. that. Yeah, I think that's great. I think when it comes to um, kind of sizing up the situation, definitely helps to have the opposite uh, the perspective of someone of the opposite sex. I think it's always helpful because um, you know, guys. Sometimes I mean, and I don't know if this happens with girls too, but. Um, sometimes guys just kind of hype each other up. They're like, yeah, yeah, you got this. You can do this. This person's great. Um, without putting too much thought into it, you know, there's not a lot of substance in the, in the coaching and guidance. Um, I'm, I, I have this notion that women are probably a little bit more soulful and substantial when they're actually like giving input to their, you know, their female friends. So I think you can, I, you know, well, you can probably appreciate both, both dynamics, both, um, sort of facets, I guess. But, yeah. Um, yeah. I can't, yeah. I can, I can't, I can definitely see like the strengths in both, obviously, yeah, but like, I yeah. think you're right in that women are more thoughtful in their approach and they're going to break yeah. it down like a little bit differently. Um, yeah. yeah. It, and that's, that's, what's great. That's what's great about having these like two different mm-hmm. sexes is that yeah, we think yeah. about things differently and we break it down differently and yeah. we both have our strengths, but um mm-hmm. I thank you so much for your time, Jean. I've really yeah, enjoyed you. speaking with you. I know this was so random me coming at you and being like, <laughs> hey, I know we match, but like, yeah, instead of dating me, do you want to be on my right, podcast? Right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> in, in, lieu of, in lieu of going out, there's another opportunity. But, but uh, it, you're awesome. Yeah. yeah, no, I really appreciate it. I, um, 
was a maybe a little anxious coming on initially, but um, you, you, you're master, masterful at making someone feel comfortable. And um, yeah, I felt utter, utterly comfortable talking to you. So thank you for the chance to share my experiences and insight with um, whomever is listening. Yes, and, I'm sure they uh, I'm sure they got a lot out of this. And just perfect, remember, like yeah. attracts like. So everything yeah. that you liked about me and um, it's just reflect a reflection of you, right? Yeah, um, yeah, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, have a great night. Thank you so much. You bye. Bye-bye. Thanks, Tristan. Bye-bye. You're unbelievable. This has been the What Not To Do podcast. To keep up with the latest podcast news, follow along on our Instagram page at What Not To Do PC. Be a doll, would you? Don't forget to like, follow, and share this podcast. You're unbelievable.